people first organizations will win in the future of work. Your only real asset is your people. We, we all, all want purpose-driven work. work. HR-led organization is I'm sorry, but leaders don't leave empty desks and empty shop floors. Welcome to the People Strategy Leaders Show. I'm your host, Sri Chalapa, founder and president of Engagedly, and a serial entrepreneur in technology, films, and music. This is where we talk to people leaders, business strategists, and organizational savants about leading in the time of change. What is working, what is not working, and more importantly, what we should be thinking about. Stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest. And now, let's engage. Hi, this is Sri Chalapa with People Strategy Leaders Podcast again. And, um, you know, when we think about setting up a uh, technology startup, uh, typically we, you know, the big cities come into mind, right? San Francisco, Boston, maybe even Chicago or Austin. Uh, and if you look at overseas, you know, you look at cities like Berlin or Bangalore. But we have a guest here who's done something that very, very few people do that, and which is setting up a really successful startup out of a really small city in India, in uh, Guwahati, Assam, for those people who don't know, Guwahati, Assam is in a state, Assam, which is uh, in northeastern part of uh, India, nested in the foothills of the Himalayas. So, um, so yeah, so that's uh, Partha Niyog. And just a quick introduction about Partha, um, who actually also hails from New Delhi, where I grew up. So Partha is the CEO and co-founder of Vantage Circle and has over two decades of expertise in product and executive management. Partha has a proven track record of scaling great businesses and was instrumental in conception and launch of 99acres.com, where he worked with Arisent, Hughes, Software Systems, and Bharat Electronics. He gained remarkable expertise in various industrial verticals. He has gained deep insights into employee engagement space through his experience with several companies and HR departments. His strategic skills and learning and entrepreneurial environment, various complexity can drive into content and creativity, problem solving skills and intelligence are maximally utilized. He's a strong believer in being able to have an impact together with the team. Partha's leadership has seen Vantage Circle emerge as a recognized HR tech company in Asia and one of the fastest growing recognition brands in North America and Australia. Well, welcome to the call, Partha. It's such a wonderful to talk to a fellow uh, Delhiite, and um, you know, uh, I am so excited to you know talk to you, especially. Same here, Dikan, and thanks for inviting me over to this show. Thanks, really appreciate that. Yeah, so uh, we'll get started real quick here, to, just to get a sense of your background and why you started uh, Vantage Circle. Yeah, so uh, uh, I have been working in the corporate for like around 13, 14 years. And, and since about five, six years into my, you know, uh, into my professional life, I always wanted to do something. So I didn't have this great vision of starting somewhere in the HR tech space and you know, seeing 10 years down the line kind of thing. It's just like, do something. Okay, I just want to do something. I just knew that it has to be in the internet domain. Okay, because that's where you don't need capital. Uh, it's not capital intensive, right? So that's where I could do something. So in 2010, uh, if you remember the Groupons of the world, the Snap deals, Groupons, a lot of uh, these international deal sites were there. So we thought, okay, everyone's doing deals, and, and and intuitively, deals look amazing. Okay, so I said, like, let's do deals, but pick up a niche there. Only the corporate deals which we do. 
So that's where we got into that. And, and then it took us about three, four years to realize that, you know, it, it doesn't really scale up that much. And then we slightly, you know, added new modules to it and we went there. But we are in the overall HR engagement space uh, there. But yeah, that, that's it. No great vision that do something on your own internet space. Just jump into it. We'll figure out. Yeah. And that's how it is typically, right? You can learn how to swim by reading a book. You kind of have to jump into the water and, true, and, true. and learn on your own. You know, leadership obviously is tough uh, by itself. You know, there are a lot of people who become leaders by default. Obviously, you chose this path um, on purpose to, to lead a company. So, you know, it's as tough as it is, you took a, a tougher path of setting up a startup of, you know, technology startup in the city where I have never come across a technology startup from in Guwahati, Assam. So how did, how did that happen? And, and what kind <laughs> of uh, experience have you had so far? Yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a, it's a mix of circumstances, mix of necessity, and, uh, you know, and just seeing a glimmer of hope there. So uh, let me explain each of these things. So one of uh, my co-founder, one of my co-founder is from Assam. I mean, I'm also from Assam originally, but my co-founder wanted to get back to Assam. And, and he, he was based in the UK and he was the technical guy who is the CTO right now. So he said, like, I'm coming back from UK after 14 years. I would rather go home than get stuck in between in Bangalore or, or, or Delhi or Pune kind of place. I would rather go there. So that was the circumstance that, okay, we want to go there. Uh, uh, second, uh, we found out that, uh, you know, the cost is definitely going to be much lower there. Even the office space kind of thing would be much lower there. And we didn't have the money. So we said, okay, let's take a bet on that. And the third was that, we didn't really expect this to grow. At, at that stage of the company, the first three years, after the first three years, you're just trying to make the company survive. Okay, you're not thinking like it scales up and you're like a thousand people, two thousand people making millions of revenue. That's not what you're thinking at that time. You're thinking just to survive. And that is where, you know, we said like, okay, cost will be there. Let's just do it there. We'll figure out we just need five, 10 engineers and support guys. And maybe 20, 30 people is what we are all interested in this company. So uh, since we were bootstrap, we're not, we're still not, we still have a bootstrap company, you know, and that just allowed us that space. We didn't really think too much ahead in time. We just thought we'll do that. Now, that's where we started. Okay. Now, your second part of the question was, uh, what is the experience? A couple of great learnings. One is that uh, we're not building rocket science. So you don't need uh, you know, really experienced guys and, and, and very high-end engineers kind of thing, you can actually build people up, okay? As long as they have the basic skills, you can build it up. As long as the CTO is there who can take care of the direction and the architecture and everything, you can build the people up. Only problem in that is that if you teach people up and if you're in some major cities, then people, by the time they pick it up, they'll be hired by an Amazon. Okay, so, so they go out. You get an iOS developer two years, you teach them, then they are out to Amazon or say any of the other a very well-funded startup. So thankfully, uh, uh, because of, again, some constraints for people, they didn't move out. So we have this team together with us for quite some time. And even now, I mean, you know, uh, attrition is very, very low. So, uh, so experience has been good and we have scaled up to about 150 people and we believe till up to 500 odd people, we shouldn't be having problems. Uh, we should be able to get the local talent, good talent uh, there. So, uh, yeah, so I think overall it has been a good experience in setting up in a, in a small city. 
So people, obviously, most people who are listening to this podcast probably won't even know, at least the ones who are not in India, won't even know what Guwahati is like. So do you want to spend a couple of minutes explaining what a city is? I've never been there. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't really know anybody from there. No, so I... I, I think so. It's it's of course. Uh, and nowadays, it's picking up in tourism. People like to go off to slightly offbeat places there. So the northeast is getting the tourism uh, industry there. I mean, going something. Uh, so it's it's a, it's a small city, okay, and it has the basic infrastructure which is there. Uh, but and it has good educational institutes. Okay, so there there are a few engineering colleges. I mean, when I I was born, brought up there. So uh, at that time, there are like two engineering colleges, but today it must be around 10 to 15 good engineering colleges are there. Uh, overall, a nice weather, a small town, so you don't have to commute like a Bangalore or a Delhi kind of thing, it's a small town. Uh, in, in If you leave aside the engineering stuff, you get the some of the best amazing operations people, designers and all are pretty good to get in, in Northwest. Okay? Communication is pretty strong in terms of English, uh, which is there. So, so that way, the uh, you know the environment is pretty good or conducive. You know, I still say you can't build a TCS there. You know, for who don't know TCS, I mean they have like five lakh people, five hundred thousand people. Uh, uh, so uh, you can't build up that there. Okay, but if you're like a product company, I'm pretty sure you can build up a, a strong team uh, in, a, in a small city, not just quantity. I would say any small city you can build it up. Yeah. So a couple of things come to mind, right? As you are building those teams there, and you know, in the last two years, there's been more and more movement towards remote work, even in India, which is traditionally or historically has not been a very remote friendly city, a friendly country. Are you facing competition now from other companies trying to hire people because they don't care where the people are anymore? Yes, so, so uh, we definitely, in the last at least one and a half years, uh, we're seeing this trend that people are being, it's not totally remote. It's like, okay, you come once in a quarter kind of for a week uh, to the office. Otherwise, you can work from there. So the competition is there and not just from the other Indian cities, but also from, from uh, U.S. companies. You know, suddenly they, uh, whatever they can offer in a remote location is pretty high compared to what we uh, can afford. So the competition is there. Thankfully, we got the time to prepare ourselves. When I say time, that we have been in so many years in this business now that are uh, we're no longer a struggling startup. Okay, of course, startup is always a, a journey and it's there, but it's, we're not struggling. So our vision, uh, our goal, and people what they're now looking for is beyond that. Like, how can I get my salaries kind of stuff? So, so we have been able to negate. But if the same situation had happened, say four or five years back it would have been very difficult for us uh, there. Now people see there's just something like big at the end of the tunnel, uh, uh, not at the end of the tunnel, I've said something big happening, you know, so that's keeping them excited now. So that way we are, but yes, remote working as, but it also opened up doors, you know, for example, certain skills we we couldn't get in Guwahati. Okay, certain skills we couldn't find in Guwahati, like uh, let's say, uh, a product marketing experience, the SaaS uh, 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 product managers, it's its not possible. I mean, in India itself, you don't get too much. On, in, on top of that, in Guwahati, it's almost like impossible to get that. But we're saying, okay, that's an opportunity. Why don't we hire a few good people, experienced people in some other cities? Okay. And they can also manage the team remotely in, in, in Guwahati and they can even come down. So we had our uh, and, and we're slowly getting CVs or, or, or people who are applying who have no connection to Assam. They're just like, okay, good company, uh, nice location. Let me just go there. 
you know so we've got a few people like this and hopefully that will become a trend uh, soon people moving out of the big cities to smaller locations much more peaceful life uh, there yeah i mean if i was in india i would definitely look into that because i love that <laughs> um, right. so you have people who are in other cities as well working with teams in in guwahati and you yourself are based in new delhi is that correct that's right i'm in delhi we have like three uh, four four guys here we also have a couple of people in the us so yeah everyone's managing uh, from a, from a distance now okay so tell me about your um, you know you, what what has been your leadership style and the leadership style that you've permeated across these teams that enables them to work in a distributed environment like this see i mean uh, it's a good question i have never really thought about what's my leadership skill uh, or, or uh, a philosophy kind of a way uh, but uh, in a way for example you know what i believe i my strength as a leader is i'm open to the change okay in as in like i'm open to question my own thinking and i'm open to relook at my decisions which i have taken based on the feedback based on the circumstances which is there and i also believe that the uh, the decision was correct at that time based on the information available i might be if i have more information you know if i have different information it might change there so i think my openness to changing uh, you know my viewpoints my thought uh, process i think is is something which defines my uh, leadership uh, the second part of that is also the, along with that actually comes with that that flexibility in terms of uh, what needs to be done today i might think in certain way tomorrow i might be different but i don't want to stick to the previous decision just because i had made a decision okay or we had taken a decision I'm flexible enough to you know lead the company in a in a direction where there is an opportunity there and uh, in terms of the the team i mean you are uh, second part of your question you know what's helping us lead the team there see i i i briefly alluded to that in the beginning you know initially it was survival so we needed people who could just do anything to survive okay so they have their circumstances the company have their circumstances and like let's just survive then we made into as we progress we said okay we are able to get some good clients okay some clients are trusting us okay some decent sized clients are trusting us okay we might have something there okay then it comes to that Hey, we are actually able to you know david versus goliath kind of a fight okay, we are actually able to make some good impact on a world stage we are able to defeat companies who have been there for like 50 60 years there in in getting the contracts there uh, we have been able to re- replace companies uh, uh, similar competition from uh, you know lots of uh, different clients but we haven't lost a single client okay what's there special about us okay there's something must be there so 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 then it comes to this david versus goliath and now we are also i mean i see that people have this kind of a missionary zeal inside the company that vision is beyond the company for example we are the biggest company in northeast india so that's like seven states uh, in in india okay so we would be the biggest technology company in terms of the, the size and in terms of the revenue uh, there so that's also helping to create an ecosystem so some of our uh, you know slightly senior uh, team members now are thinking in terms of oh what was bangalore in in 81 okay how, what was bangalore in the early 80s you know when infosys and wipro actually created the strength there okay so can we become the catalyst for something like that so be a goal beyond the company kind of thing so i think 
that's helping it and we are able to communicate that kind of a vision so it's helping in, in you know motivating these employees so yeah so giving I, a sense I of purpose to people it helps them stay more committed improve your employee uh, retention um, and also obviously do well as a company as well is that true, true. Uh, that's awesome. yes yes absolutely absolutely yeah so what's your management style that you have communicated and permeated with the organization that has made you know this distributed uh, workforce work so i mean it's not distributed as in like it's i am here but otherwise the entire team is, is sitting out of uh, there and now we are also hiring remote uh, people right. i think uh, what we have a very you know we use by the way it's a very surprising thing we use skype uh, as a communication channel inside the company because not many people use skype but we started using it and somehow that has become the standard in the company like everyone's like and skyping each other uh, there uh, not too many companies actually must be using skype for uh, as a communication channel so we have these lines open at all the time okay so uh, what we say is that if if anyone so people take up the responsibilities that's what i have seen that we also if it needs to be me or my co-founders at night suddenly taking up the responsibility see us taking taking up the job talking to the difficult clients you know uh, even at night suddenly pick up something and get it solved at night so i think the responsibility has come up secondly we are giving a lot of freedom to the people but fine i mean you work from home when when the total remote working was there we didn't really like put into play that this is the clocking hour this is the time when you can come into the office or kind of thing we give the freedom to that freedom to also experiment and fail okay we most of the uh, of the stuff now today have been some side projects okay we didn't have like a google policy of 20% side project time okay we don't have that as a policy but people seem to be coming up with this new ideas and some of these ideas which has really picked up Uh, over the system so i think that freedom also has helped in 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 this remote kind of work so we trust the people respond to it but i also understand okay i'll also put a caveat that as we grow some of these you know freedoms might go away because some process some structure needs to be put into place maybe so that may curtail some of the freedom but as of now i think i think this is working for us so some so looking back you know 5 years ago or 6 years ago whenever you started um so let's say a founder is there now right to you're turning the clock back and you're talking to a new founder who's doing that what advice would you give a founder on how to go about hiring and setting up their their uh, their team yeah so i think i think uh we sometimes uh, overestimate the importance of experience there uh, uh i think uh, most almost 99 of the products if you're building anything whether you're on on the internet space or any other space uh, uh i think just requires people to do it dedicatedly for a year or a year and a half kind of thing became so they become experts yes what they will not bring in is that that boundary cases solving issue they will not be able to think about those boundary conditions you know okay this might happen but you 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 are also new so you don't have to solve for all the boundary conditions okay you don't have to for example we work with enterprise clients now we need accessibility testing also okay but 6 years back who needed accessibility i mean if if someone needs accessibility we don't have the product that's okay kind of thing so you don't need that level of expertise the security the data security all those things yes something might go wrong you know but we don't store any very really uh, uh, i know uh, private information uh, there okay 
a little bit here and there so you can't get that so i i believe the one thing is that even if inexperienced if people have the uh, their mind onto it in one to what one to two years you can teach almost anything anyone okay we, we for example and not just about the engineering talent i'm talking about marketing also so on our marketing side seo we had no experience and we drive today 1.3 million unique visitors to our site in 2019 uh, 2019 january it was uh, april it was about uh, about 4000 people unique people and none of them came from the seo background none of them came from the marketing background but they picked up over the years okay so i think i think uh, uh, that is one thing that yes uh, inexperienced people higher you'll be surprised uh, with the results which is there Yeah, uh, no, secondly I, I think that la- just one additional point which i say sometimes we uh, things look very difficult in the short term uh, so if you think okay in one year can you actually build up a world class product no but if you just give your time yourself the time frame of 3 years lot of things become possible uh, in a 3 years time so i i'll say you know if you can survive you know for a 3 to 4 years i i think uh, luck the law of averages work out yeah yeah and if you have to keep your mind open feed, take feedback from the market um True. i think a lot of uh, founders you know the stats are overwhelmingly against you as a startup right whether you're in india or the us or anywhere else 90% plus of startups fail and many of them fail because they <laughs> raise too much money and you've obviously done it right. uh, the uh, the the business <laughs> the way it was it used to be done you know back in the day so uh, building it bootstrapped so why do you think 90% of the startups fail or whatever the number is i don't know the exact number i'm just using the yeah number. i mean i also see all these numbers floating around uh, but a but a large majority do fail right yes 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 uh, so i think you know uh, staying power is required okay we all overestimate our business plans okay so when we started we felt that i felt at least one year i'll be profitable it took us six years to be profitable so uh, i think we overestimate and someone advised me at the time also survive for 3 years kind of thing i said like who needs 3 years i'll be i'll be all profitable in one year kind of thing so uh, we overestimate uh, this thing and it might not be all our fault it might be the circumstances whatever it, it is there so why they fail i i think sometimes you know it's if you're in a very very competitive space i would rather say you know, pick up a niche area okay you don't have to think about how you're going to make your billion dollars there how your company is going to become a billion dollar company maybe not i mean as long as you can think i was thinking okay can we make a couple of million dollars that's all i was thinking of okay can we just make a couple of million dollars uh, in revenue okay and that didn't allow, i mean i mean we you know that didn't make us like move very fast and like go and go like i don't know on a blitzkrieg kind of a thing so we were like slow we were there and if you can survive for as i said like about 4 to 5 years i think you know you will you know something or the other works out you will find new ideas new areas where you can add to your modules okay add to add markets all those things do come in just survive i think i think the speed of um, trying to grow at a very fast pace i think that's one of the main reasons so while the statistics talk about a lot of other things i mean my personal feeling is that if you try to grow very fast um, i think it's a little dangerous yeah yeah definitely definitely yes stay within the speed limit especially if you are bootstrap right yes um, yes so, <laughs> um so what are your hopes and aspirations looking forward in the next you know 2 5 10 years are you thinking not that far yeah no no i yeah so so 
basically uh, the first every company has to go through those phases right so the first phase was survival then like okay consolidate what we have done okay and then really expand now when we when i look at it okay i see that we're doing decently well but us including competition i'm not just saying about us including competition hasn't even crashed the surface okay at least in india we haven't covered more than 5% of the market including competition the rest is people are still doing it manually okay and there is no reason for doing some stuff manually it is that they're not aware of it the us also it's our market where we are been present in the last 2 years there we are surprised to see that you know the market is still so you know untapped there so we think there's a huge potential out there uh, and we're just getting started there uh, and i think that's that's the goal i think we can really capture and when we look at it i mean you are in the same space you know every company in the world i'd say about 50 people need the solution like yours or ours okay mm-hmm. need the solution okay whether it take us or competition is a different thing okay they need a solution like that so the entire world is there okay so we're pretty excited about it and we're enjoying the journey because it's 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 been a, with our ups and downs over the last few years we're now in a in a slightly comfortable position for now who knows tomorrow but for now we're in a slightly comfortable position so we're enjoying the journey uh, we'll see where it leads to awesome so a couple of last questions um what would you say your core leadership principles are that have made you successful so I, as I, as i briefly mentioned about it you know it's it's i think the openness to question my own decisions Mm-hmm. Uh, as new information comes to light i think that has been one of the uh, strongest uh, you know skills which i would say and uh, not be very you know and and flexible in my entire approach i mean that we just do this part this way no i'm i'm open to you know uh, adapting uh, to that and 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 secondly is is the relationships which i have built up okay over the years uh, i think a lot of places i believe Uh, many of these products which is used by the entire company is difficult for people to judge based on the features okay they can't really compare features it's very difficult features today you have tomorrow someone else will have but people have to trust you okay we have been i at least have been very very open to clients that this is not there this is not possible or screwed up somewhere you know we tell it very clearly to them and and no one's dying we are, we are not like a medical something you know no one's dying because of some mistake of ours but we as long as we own it up i think clients are 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 happy so i think both these two qualities have been you know helping me and the company it's awesome and who's that one leader that you really admire and why uh in india i think uh, sridhar vembu from zoho i think is is something which uh, we look at because the story is similar of course i mean he's right. way way ahead of it i know uh, he was in chennai city chennai is of course not a small city but now that he has moved on to some other thing he's gone to some social thing also so that i am not sure but otherwise like actually training people up when he was setting up the company the it boom was there right he couldn't get people then he trained them up he led this company so and the way he has pivoted along the way right i mean it was a services company moved on to something else and something else so i think i think i i look uh, up to that uh, there hopefully you know one day i'll be able to catch uh, catch up with him that's awesome that's very aspirational um yes. we have to we have to be highly aspirational right yeah. well that's that's great and so what's one closing takeaway you want uh, for our um, listeners to uh, take away from this call um 
focus on on the i'll say you know, stick to something long enough i think uh, automatically uh, luck starts favoring you okay it starts you know uh, you know as long as you can cross the valley of that things starts swinging back okay and it works out every time i haven't seen anyone who has been there long enough uh, when i say long enough means 5 years plus i haven't really seen them failing okay they're able to figure out something yeah people underestimate how long it actually takes for things to realize yes. uh, especially in the start and, and the journey is enjoyable right i mean you you if if you can enjoy the journey there i mean it's easy to say sometimes after you are like uh, reach certain position there but otherwise also if you can just somehow enjoy the journey i think that's what is the destination otherwise i mean absolutely absolutely well well thanks a lot partha it's been a pleasure uh, i thoroughly enjoyed the discussion and thanks for uh, you know joining the call with us Thanks, Rikan. Thanks for having me here, and and really love the questions you asked. And hopefully, you know, the audience will take away something. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you. Until next time. Shri Chalapa here. Thank you so much for listening to the People Strategy Leaders Podcast. If you are a successful leader or a people strategist who would like to be on this program, please visit engagedly.com/slash/people-strategy-leaders-podcast. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag #PeopleStrategyLeaders. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter at Sri Chalapa. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. And thank you to Patrick Ramsey, sound engineer at Kalinga Production Studios, for recording and mixing this show.